Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. Welcome to The Sale Ring. You're talking about how long that is. No, but, I but just, I you didn't just catch. Did, I, was it cut, shorter? Yeah, that's, I, uh, I thought the bell oh. sounded weird. No, there's no bell. They I took the bell it out. It has so. a weird little sound in there instead of a bell. But yeah, whenever okay. they, uh, whenever they rewrote the, uh, the intro. Mm-hmm. So that's the first time you heard that. I forgot. Yeah. I came in the other day and uploaded. So uh, anyways, uh, our intro was way too long and. Uh, and we talked and about I it for four years. Talked about it. that for many moons. So we, uh, I actually got with the company out of uh, the UK. By the way, if you ever need any voiceover work, mm-hmm. uh, it's called Radio. Uh, what is it called? Um, Radio Music Creative. Okay. Radio Music RMC. Radio Music Creative. Uh, they do a great job. They have a full spectrum of voiceover people. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're on a little bit different time zones, so we communicate yeah. with them like late at night and stuff. But I'll tell you, they do outstanding work. Uh, we turn stuff into them. The next day, they'll send it back, and, and it's uh, it's good stuff. So, Jimmy Dean, how are That's, you doing, my friend? You know, everything is wonderful. It's a great day in the neighborhood, as our good friend Mr. Rogers used to say. Mr. Kangaroo. Mr. Kangaroo, no, <laughs> different, different guy. You, you remind me a lot. You remember the Captain Kangaroo show? That was, yeah, that was rem- Captain Kangaroo. You remind me a lot of Mr. Green Jeans. I was just, I was just getting ready to say, <laughs> who's Mr. Green Jeans? <laughs> You've kind of got a Green Jeans lick to you. Oh uh, my, that's good stuff. I I'm going to have to go back and take a look. Trina, that may be not a I'm good just going to sit here silently. Trina and her youth no is over here that. shaking. And she got this blank look on her face. It's like, what yeah, like, are you guys? Is when you guys want to talk about <laughs> Reading Rainbow, I'm all in. But the Reading not Rainbow. Kangaroos. <laughs> Captain Kangaroos. Oh boy. Magic school bus. Uh, that's a little after my time. I was all a little right. too old for that. I'm somewhere in between those. A Mr. Tweener. Rogers is in there for me, too. So Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. What's going on today, guys? <sighs> What's not going on today? No kidding. Working. Working hard for the money. <clears throat> Jimmy is uh, <laughs> Jimmy is enjoying the life of Riley, if you will. He um, spends his uh, winter months yeah. out in Arizona and uh, his nice uh, seasonal months back I guess that's in the Indiana. Opposite of a snowbird, isn't it? No, that's snowbird. Is it a snowbird? Yeah, he's really no, snowbird. Yeah. This, okay. Yeah. I thought snowbirds like went to the snow. Jimmy's more like a snowhawk. A snowhawk. Yeah. He's out there. <laughs> he's out there pouncing on deals I, right now. I, I, I like to look deal. at it as a snow eagle. Pounce? <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, I, I'd rather call <laughs> it a snow too. eagle. A sneagle. Sneagle. A sneagle. It's a sneagle. It's I'm a sneagle. I'm a snow eagle. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We're we need to be writing some of this down because uh my husband yeah, actually coined the term treagle and that's when you see a hawk in a tree when you're driving by oh, yeah. in the middle of Kansas on every damn tree there is. Sorry for my curse there, yeah. but let me yeah, tell you what old treagles. people do. My wife and I drive down the interstate sometimes when we're headed home like to Oklahoma 
And I have no idea where this came from, but we somehow devised this game called Chicken Hawk. <laughs> and we try to keep count, but while you're driving and we're just talking, we're just having conversation. But out of the corner of your eye, you'll see a chicken hawk sitting on a fence post yeah, or off side yes, of the road. Absolutely. And if you say Chicken Hawk, it goes in your bucket, right? So um, In your bucket? Yeah, like that you so keep I'm, score? You know, 40 to, 40 to 23, Chicken Hawk winner. Okay. Yeah. They're not hard I to spot I want to know who started... I'd really like to know who started that that game. You, probably, mm-hmm. and not so much Lucinda. It would have probably been me. I'm bad about the, the whole attention deficit. Are disorder. you the guy that says cow every time you pass a cow? Too? No, okay. no. <laughs> I do honk my horn honks. and moo at him, but I don't say cow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's less weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Not much. No. <laughs> <laughs> Now the the game chicken chicken hawk. That's um, see, I've never. Know. We just call them hawks. We don't call them chicken hawks around here. Chicken just hawk. hawks. Anything, chicken anything. chicken hawks got a little bit of a roll to it. You need at least two to three syllables if you want it to roll off your tongue. Otherwise, you otherwise you're just going hawk hawk. I'm just say hawk. Or that's maybe where we got treagle. We need more than hawk. I don't know. All right, Jimmy. What kind of weirdness <laughs> do you do going down the road? Yeah, please tell us. <laughs> Make us feel normal. <laughs> uh, I'm been twenty. Everybody get thirty. Everybody get thirty-five. to get thirty-five. <laughs> yeah. Forty. You know, each. <laughs> you chat. You practice your times? chant, huh? Yes, that is no it, lie. It, that is the that is the thing we do as auctioneers. Every light pole is a bidder. That's what I was taught in auction school. Every light pole is a bidder. Yeah, you change your increment yeah, you, whenever else. Oh, yeah. yeah. You wow. don't, you do not want to use fence post. Uh-uh. <laughs> but here's the thing. You guys are from like rural America. How many light posts are there out there? Well, te- telephone poles, you okay. know, electric posts. Okay. There's a lot of them. Okay. Just There's making a lot sure. Of them. And it's not uncommon for an auctioneer to get in their vehicle, car pickup, and to drive, you know, an hour and a half to work to, yeah. to wherever yeah, yeah. the next job is. So you have a lot of windshield time in that business and. Yeah, he is exactly day, right. That's I, exactly what you're saying when you're going down the road. Yep. And I would even have a recorder. I'd record it for about 10 minutes and then I'd listen to it. And I'd think, gosh, I can't do it like that. That sounds terrible. I could do better. I can do better. That's life in the uh, life as an auctioneer. Yeah. That is exactly right. Not just the car going down the road, no. a shower. No. Um, I tr- I tried singing anytime, a time or two. That didn't work. Any anytime you're 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 by yourself and you don't think anybody's listening, then you practice. Okay. Yep. All right. That's when I usually play my harmonica too. Is it? Yeah. That's when nobody's the only time listening, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> a harmonica generally requires two hands, so going down the road's probably not as feasible. Yeah. Unless you get one of those neck straps. You could get one of those neck straps. Haven't you ever seen how they cup it? Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. So they can make the hawk noise with it. The (laughs) The chicken chicken hawk hawk noise. noise. (laughs) We've come full circle. Yes, we have. That chicken hawk has come full circle. Must be a dead animal down there. Let's talk a little bit about... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask, how can we help our listeners today? <laughs> they if can, they're listening, I'm going to say we already have. Things. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> now they know about chicken hawks and chanting, passing light poles and or telephone poles. 
All kinds yeah. of things. I think we're done. Go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you okay. tomorrow. Thanks yeah. for having us. And our sponsors are. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's brought to you by Chicken Hawk. <laughs> oh, Lord. We'll... Um, We'll talk a little bit about uh, <laughs> the topic. What of we actually today. want to tell you. What we really want to tell you is uh, <clears throat> we had an auction not too long ago. Jimmy Dean and I were talking about it. And um, I think it's um, a lot of people fear they kind of run away from this, but you have to understand whenever you're, you're conducting business with human beings, we are humans and we're all susceptible to making a mistake once in a while. What do you do at the auction when somebody makes a mistake? Uh, you fix it right there on the spot. So we had a live multi-parcel auction and uh, had a guy that, uh, he, he came a little bit late. He still registered. He, he heard some of the opening announcements. But uh, you can tell a lot of times by the look on somebody's face and how they're, um, if they have an issue, how they're bringing that issue, you know, to, yeah, uh, to yeah. question. And you can kind of tell if, if they're, you know, being factual, if they're being honest and they truly made a mistake um, or if they just, you know, buyer's remorse or, yeah, or maybe they're yeah. just kind of being a hard head. Yeah. <clears throat> this guy was not. This guy made an actual mistake, but he got a little bit caught up in it. And we're, we're going through. We had uh, what we would consider a very powerful auction. He was the runner-up bidder, and instead of uh, starting over, we said, Sir, are you looking at a different track? Would you like to place your runner-up bid where you were at on a different track? And he elected to do that, um, and then realized immediately after, you could tell he got up and he walked to the back of the room, and I'm, you know, we're working the auction, and I, but I'm, I'm kind of, as we're calling bids, I'm kind of keeping an eye on him, and I'm thinking there's there's something going on with that cat. Something's not right, you know. He's just he's pacing, and uh, so we we managed to get a price on all of the properties. And then we come over and said, well, you know, uh, the guy we were working with, he said we got a problem. He said the guy on that that second tract, he got a little bit caught up in the moment. He does not have enough money. He overbid, and uh, so what we ended up doing is we went back, we figured out uh, what he had intended to bid. We made it clear to everybody in the room what had happened. There was still a second round of bidding coming on those tracks. So we fixed that issue publicly in front of everybody. We said, um, we've got a little mistake. We're going to correct it right here. Here's what's going on. Here's how we're moving forward. Everybody was fine with it. We still had a heck of an auction. So, Jimmy, while I've got you on the phone, I know you and I worked that mm -hmm. auction together, and uh, Jimmy was managing the floor and saw everything that happened. But what? Uh, give us some insights. You've done this for a long time, um, as of I. But what? Uh, what? What did I miss? What did you see? You bet. No, and, and if you remember right, I was working uh, one on one with that gentleman. And, and it's exactly like you played out. I mean, he was bidding boomity boomity boom. And he, uh, he, and then he looked at me and you asked him if he'd like to pick a track and, and he did. And then I think he realized, Oh crud, a, we were selling it by the acre. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if, if, uh, his, his math was out of character or anything. I think it was a legit problem. Um, but the bottom line is solve the problem as early and as immediate as you can. 
you know, and make it as transparent and public as you can. And I think that's exactly what we did. You know, there wasn't anyone in the room that didn't know what happened. Um, and, and I never heard any pushback from anybody in regards to it because it was a legitimate mistake. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think anything was, was wrong there. And I think the important takeaway from it was deal with it, deal with it head on. And I, I think that's the way you deal with any, uh, issue in life, whether it's at an auction or, uh, whether it's with your child, deal with it head on. Yeah. And and deal with it fairly. You know, there's no reason to cover things like that up or to be nervous about it. Um, it's, uh, it's just, it's human error, you know? And, and, um, I think a lot of times the market value will support the property that's being offered out there. And if you, I, I honestly think people will respect that more than if you try to sweep something under the rug or say, okay, you know, we're going to have to pull the monkey wrenches out and go to work on this thing because we, you know, we've got to do something behind the curtain over here. You don't, yeah. uh, you don't have to do that. There's a learning experience in here and it took me a few years in the auction business long time ago, multi-parcel auctions, I still see auctioneers doing this today. So here's here's a tip, and I believe Jimmy would endorse this also. Uh, it was taught to me. I watched some companies do this. I thought that right there is genius. So the reason that you offer property in a, a benefit auction, you offer property to the backup bidder, said, <clears throat> sir, would you want to take one of those also at your bid at that price, which was maybe $100 less or $1,000 less? And more than 50% of the time, um, when they're they're right there in the heat of battle and you're backing it up to their bid for another you know tractor property, they'll say yes. I'll uh, I'd like to have this track. Huge advantage. So in a multi-parcel bidding platform and auction, you typically would have two rounds of bidding. The first one being to institute a bid on each one of the tracks and put those on the board. The second round of bidding, you can raise those bids or you can create a combination or buy things in any different shapes or forms or the entirety. Mm -hmm. But getting that that first round of bidding, if you get that up to 75, 85 plus percent of where you're going to end up, it's sure taking a lot of the heavy lifting off the second round. And that offering that to that backup bidder, if there's a different track they're interested in, I found that that works um, pretty well. Yeah. Jimmy, what's your thoughts about that? Yeah. Oh yeah. We've done that. You know, we've done that for a long time now and, uh, th- there's nothing any more satisfying as the auctioneer to go ahead in that first round, uh, d- during the first, let's call it the first sale session and, and clip off three of those tracks or put a check mark between beside three of those tracks. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're six tracks and that's halfway in, or you're getting them, you're getting them knocked out, you're getting numbers on the board and the biggest, uh, one, one of the biggest goals that we push for in the auction business, uh, during auction day is to get the train rolling. You got to get that thing going and build get numbers on the board, build some momentum that going. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you start building momentum. You people in the room start seeing things happen. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I always like that that avenue doing the uh, 
that first round we call it is a uh, high bidder's choice. And there's a lot of times we'll get two, three, four tracks under, under bid in that round. And, and it works well for us. You know, I've done several like that. So let's talk about some, <clears throat> some of the common mistakes that we see people make at auctions uh, that need to be corrected. And um, think for a minute about that, you know, to, to put yourself in your time machine, if you will, and go back to you're standing in front of a house, you have a lot of tables of contents, glassware and, you know, furniture, and, and somebody walks up to the auction. Here's one that I think happens more often than not. I thought I, thought I was bidding on something else. Yeah. You can see that yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an honest mistake. Yeah. You know, I, people, especially the bigger the crowd and the harder it is for people in the back, maybe to see where you're pointing or whatever. You know, the other thing that happens the minute that you said sold, I've sold that to Trina, what's your number? Yeah. And you hand her a vase. She knows immediately that that's not what she thought oh, she was bidding on. Vase? Oh, I so yeah. I what? wanted the table it was on. What do you mean? So yeah. the telltale sign is if she walks around for a little bit and buyer's remorse starts building up in her, and then she comes back and said, um, you know what, I, I thought I was bidding on something else. You would know that the minute that we handed you or pointed out the object at the close of the bid on that, right? So that's um, when we talk about body language and looking people kind of in the eye and how they're acting, you can tell if they're, if they're, if they're buffaloing you or if they're legitimately, oh, my gosh, I, I've made an honest mistake. And that makes a big difference, I think, Jimmy, in the decision the auctioneer is going to make at that point. You were cutting out on me there a little bit, but uh, I, I, I think I got the gist of what you said. And, and how many times have we had the Trinas in the world? Oh my gosh, I wasn't bidding on that vase. Yeah. Our, I mean, our goal is to get everyone to have everyone happy at our auctions, our sellers, our buyers, everyone. So, uh, my my take on that has always been, you know, sometimes that bidder is intimidated just to bid anyway, and I want to remove that intimidation. So let's let's solve that problem. Let's fix it. I want them to bid again. Yeah, you want them to bid on that table that they did want to bid on in the first place. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. right. Yeah, that's right. And here's a great reminder for or, all of the or the next item. Yeah. 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 Well, here's a great reminder for all of the auctioneers that are listening right now. You are trying to build a relationship with those buyers. And trust me, you're not ever going to be a very good auctioneer in this business unless you have somebody on the other side of that mic willing to pay for those items. Um, Otherwise, you're in your pickup trying to sell at defense posts going down the road. Um, (laughs) We need need bidders. We need buyers to come in. So you want to make that as, as least embarrassing and and calling it out and i just you know i i learned this profession from a prince of a guy that i i respected a lot and if he he could tell you know when somebody come, made a mistake said oh that's that's not a problem he said folks we're going to sell this one again we got a little mistake here and he'd just go right into selling he wouldn't call him out he wouldn't point fingers you know he wouldn't make a big deal out mm-hmm. of it um and uh, he explained that to me one time. He said, her relationship with this auction is more important than that one piece of glass or that one chair or whatever. The chair's worth what it's worth. Yeah. And uh, we shouldn't lose that much money if that's what she thought she was bidding on. We, we should still be in the market on that chair with this many people in the audience. Yeah. 
And and like uh, in in opposite of that, I used to work with a guy who just got mad. He would call bidders down. Um, you know, no, you bid that. You've got to stand by it, and you know, just really make a a butt of himself. And I, for one, I didn't work for that guy very long. Yeah. I sold for him for a, a few auctions. And he wasn't treating his buyers right. And I, you know, he's, you don't hear from him much. Yeah. You mean today in the business? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that is a great way to work yourself out of business over time. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you've got to, you got to realize that a people make a mistake and maybe Trina was bidding on that vase. She really thought that was the vase we were selling. Yeah. You know, she, Who knows? maybe we didn't <laughs> do a good job of representing that we were selling a table, not a vase. Yeah. By, uh, my little brother went to auction school. He went to work. Um, he, he was kind of picking up work wherever he could. Like most young auctioneers, there was an old auctioneer, an older guy up in Alva, Oklahoma. I won't mention any names, but, Shane tells this for this hilarious story about working for this guy, and he had been around forever. This guy had, you know, did estate sales, and and he was he was um, just kind of one of those old country auctioneers that was pretty gruff, you know. Um, he picked up. So they're standing in front of a house, uh, a lot of people out there in the driveway, a few tables set up, and he picked up this this vase, and it's just kind of a not, not a vase, just a piece of glass, just a piece of glass. We're kind of mediocre, you know, nothing special. But uh, he's he's out there just chanting away, and he's you know ten dollars. Who'll give him ten dollars? You know, seven dollars. He gets five dollars. He gets all the way down to a dollar, and people are just kind of sitting on their hands. And he uh, he stopped, and he said, "Well." And he just reared back and he threw that glass on the ground. Shane, <laughs> Shane said glass shot from the front of that garage all the way out to the oh street. God. It went under their feet. He, he said he busted that in a million pieces. And the next thing he picked up was a piece of Roseville Potter. And he said, by God, if you don't want that one, we'll try this one. And everybody said, whoa, you know, it's like, yeah, they were ready to bid on the second piece. But They wanted that Roseville. They just didn't want that. Uh, they didn't want that old piece of pressed glass. glass. That's exactly right <laughs> but you know the the moral of that story is i think you meet auctioneers and and they're all they they tend to be because of just that type a personality and you're getting into that business they're characters at heart i mean the stories can run rampant in the auction business because of the practitioners a lot of times there's some interesting animals out yeah, there that have yeah. an auctioneer's license so um it's I, that I is for sure. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of great stories. But at the end of the day, treat your people right. If you want them to come back, if they have a great time, uh, if they feel like they, they found some deals and, uh, you know, they overpaid for a few, they underpaid for a few, but it was a good experience. They'll be back to your next auction. And that's what you're really after. Yeah, yeah. they will. They will. And I, and I get those comments up and down the street a lot of times. Sean, even today, and it's good. To, it's good to get those uh, when your uh, peers and your customers and your clients around around your neighborhood, around your your region, have respect for you that way. Yeah. And that's uh, that goes a long way. 
Yes, it does. Well, we've talked about the good customers that made an honest mistake. Let's slip away and uh, we'll hear from our sponsors. We'll run through some commercials. And when we come back, we'll talk about some people that uh, knowingly made some mistakes, you know, that are not such good customers and how you handle those situations at an auction. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? unitedcountry.com over 30,000 farm recreational and lifestyle properties are just a click away helping people find their american dream for over 90 years we will help you find yours log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom thinking about selling a real estate investment but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. There we go. I guess you got to take it off mute, Jimmy. We're back in the studio. Got my good friend Jimmy Dean Coffee in here. And we're, uh, Trina had to step out. It's a little later in the day. And uh, I don't know what she's doing. She's uh, doing something. She had something important come up. So uh, we're going to wing it. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk. I'm not sure how you and I can get by without Trina. I'll bet we find a way. We'll have to. You know, we talked uh, before the break, we talked before the commercial about people that, you know, have made an honest mistake. Uh, fix those, you know, fix them quickly. And, and it's not usually, it's not necessary to, to point a lot of fingers at people and to really call them out. But um, with that in mind, there are instances where you have to deal with some not so pleasant things in the auction business. Um, and over the years, it's been, you know, 30-plus years for, uh, for both of us. At, uh, and, and a lot of auctions over that time, Jimmy, where I'm sure you've looked up from the topper, uh, the auction topper, the trailer, you know, where you're out there just walking around, and you see something that uh, is not quite kosher. So you, you've got to run over and, and kind of deal with that. How many times have we had somebody come up to us and say, hey, uh, I, I saw a guy move an item. I don't know if he put that in his pocket or moved it to a different lot. I'll never forget, we were selling a, an estate and it had some really nice 
high-end fishing lures. And there was a couple fishing lures that just disappeared. The problem was on that one, I could not prove who took them. As bad as you want to point someone out, I knew who I thought did it, but I did not have solid proof. And boy, I didn't want to go down that road. I did not want to point out somebody that maybe wasn't accurate. So that particular one, we, you know, we was the loser. But others we've, we've caught and, and we deal with them head on. Yes, sir. Made me, uh, made me re-examine uh, the next time we had uh, an auction with little handheld stuff, we had a different way to display it. We had different people watching over that those those items. Well, you know, the business has transitioned uh, away from live auctions. There's, I say, away from there. There are <clears throat> fewer live auctions today and a lot of that's been moved to online uh so there's there's a little bit of built-in safety if you will whenever you're you're kind of managing a preview period and you're watching over people but the orchestration of the auction and uh the masses coming in and, and participating that's if it happens online they're buying it you're shipping it out to them and and that's helped cut down on that just a little bit but there's still a fair amount of live auctions in this country, and, and you have to deal with that. People, uh, mm-hmm. uh, if they happen to put something uh, in their pocket. You know what's interesting is the other bidders that are there generally are the ones that tip you off who did what. They'll come up and tell you and said, you see that man or that woman over there, they, uh, they just moved this stuff to another box or they just stuck something in their pocket. Uh, because they're yeah. they're there to buy, and they they don't like that, you know. They well, they drove some of them drove that, a long ways to come and see some of that stuff. That's right, and and that's a lot of it. But Sean, I think all in all, I think for every bad egg out there, there's 500 good eggs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And those good eggs, those good people, those uh, those good apples. You know, it's it's kind of our nature to to take care of those knuckleheads, Jimmy. When, when I was when, when I see him, when I was at, I, I went and spoke. <clears throat> I went and spoke this weekend in Salina, Kansas, at the Kansas Auctioneers Association, and I had two people that came up and talked about this podcast show. They said I listened to it on the way to uh, your episode that we had had about trade show booths. Was the one before this. They said, we listened to it on the way down here and really enjoy the show, you know, and, and accolades to us there. But um, they weren't in business very long. So this is for, there are, there are a lot of auctioneers out there that are still trying to figure out. They don't have 30 years of experience. They haven't dealt with a lot of these things. Let's give them a little bit of insight on, uh, you have a live auction. You have all of your stuff's lined up. And uh, somebody sticks something in their pocket or they're, they're carrying something around or putting it in their car that uh, doesn't belong to them. How do you handle that? What do you do? How do you handle that? Well, it's tough. I mean, we live in a society where you're innocent until proven guilty. And 
I would, if, if I had someone tell me that, I'm, I'm going to probably approach that person and ask them, say, hey, um, you know, I had a couple people that saw you had an item here. Would you, uh, did you accidentally put that in your, your bag or, um, I would probably approach them. It's back to like we were saying earlier, you know, you, you, you front those head on and, and I'm Sean, you know me well enough to know that I, I don't bar many punches. Let's, let's go deal with it right on. Um, now if, if what they picked up was a 13 cent item, uh, do I have time to deal with that? I don't know. But more more times than not, that item is going to be a, a little nicer item, uh, and and we don't we don't in in our business we don't deal with that very much anymore because we are doing more and more online or internet based auctions now. <laughs> Seems like when you get an internet based auction, fraud fraudulent activity or hack. It's a little bigger, like the $3,000 necklace that I had to buy that ended up getting shipped to California to a warehouse someplace. Um, it's that, that stuff is, is pretty hard to swallow, but I tell you what, every one of those opportunities has been an education point for me. And like I'll always say, education doesn't come free. So we uh, we've always tried to do a pretty good job of our online auctions or our on-site auctions, our live auctions to, to have people watching. But uh, it's it's hard to be everywhere and hard to watch all of them. Um, anytime we'd have good 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 stuff, good pocket knives, good coins, good jewelry, good you know firearms. We always keep them protected uh, to where someone can't walk away from with them. That's but dealing with them and and going up and tapping somebody on the shoulder never has bothered me too bad. And and just ask them. Well, there's a couple of things that you said in there. Number one, whether it's a thirteen hundred dollar item, thirteen dollar item, or a thirteen cent item. Um, you know, the, the, the challenge that you have at these events, a thief is a thief. And mm-hmm. if they get by with a 13 cent item, the next one that they put in their coat or their pockets, $13 item, it just escalates up, right? So, that's uh, exactly right. And, and I believe that you're, you have to be very careful on the information that's given you. But I have been at auctions before and witnessed, you know, somebody, um, a, a person more than once, unfortunately that um, I, I was, we were a little suspect, but I just, I kind of from afar just kept watching them. And sure enough, they, they, uh, they picked up uh, a couple things that weren't theirs and they stuck them in their pocket. And uh, when they got away from everybody and kind of over towards the end of the tables down there, we just went right up and told them, we said, you know, um, I'm going to watch you go put those two things back. And then I'm going to watch you get in your car and go home. And, yeah, uh, I said, if we need to deal with this publicly, we can do that, but that's not going to be in your best interest. And of course the guy I was working with also said, by the way, don't ever come back. 
Uh, yeah. He said, we, and that's, we, don't, that's what, we don't need that, that kind of business at this sale. That property doesn't belong to us. You just stole from another person that's hired us, and, and that puts us in a very awkward position. So don't, uh, don't do that. And, and, and I couldn't agree more. Those people who, who are caught like that, and if I saw one doing it, that's, that's exactly how I would handle it. <laughs> but they're not welcome. They're not welcome at our auctions um, anymore. Um, unless they have a completely different change of mind, change of lifestyle, come to me. You know, I'm a, I'm a forgiver by nature. If, if they were to come to me and say, Hey, Jimmy Dean, I know we wronged you. I know we, uh, you know, we don't do that anymore. Uh, We've, we've kind of changed our way of, of life. You know, I might I might give a guy a second chance on something like that, but uh, if I could ever catch the guy that stole the three thousand dollar necklace, I don't think I'd be as nice to him. <laughs> so let's talk a little. Let's talk a little practice. bit about that. That wasn't actually a live auction, yes. was it? No, that's that was an, an online that's event. A, that's an internet scam, right? That's uh, that's somebody yes, it was. probably involved a stolen credit card or um, fraudulent ID and shipping that to another address. Mm-hmm. It was a stolen credit card, and uh, <clears throat> we we weren't actually uh, we weren't handling the shipping. We uh, the buyers had to get a hold of the shippers there in town. It was a pack mail or one of those uh, brown stores or whatever. Anyway, uh, we sold the item, ran the credit card, got the payment, and it was $3,000. I know this to be fact. I remember it big time. And uh, they, they asked uh the shipping company to come pick it up, which they did. And probably a month and a half, two months later, I get a phone call from a gal and said, who are you? And I said, I'm Jimmy Dean Coffee with United Country Real Estate and auction. She said, well, what's this charge on X date that you charged me $3,000 and X on my card? I said, uh, I'm not sure. I said, probably something you've bought at one of our auctions. She said, I've never heard of you. <laughs> so um, we, we'd done some investigating. Sure enough, she lived in Hawaii. The stuff that was purchased was sent to California. And she did reverse charges on the credit card, as probably would have I. Um I, I wish she would have talked to me a little more and we could have worked it out a little different because I think it was a credit cards issue to take care of. But uh, we, we, sent, we didn't. The shipping company sent that to the wrong location. And what we learned from that was, A, a couple of things. We changed our terms and conditions to where... Whatever address bidder, is tied to that credit card is where that item's going to be shipped to. 100%. Yes, sir. No questions 
at all. And that's a big scam. That's a big scam that's going on in the online auction business to everybody that's listening and all the auctioneers is uh, be suspect if you ever have anybody that says, yeah, yeah, no, this is, this is me. This is my address, my credit card and everything, but I want you to ship it to this other. I'm, I, I'm at my second home, my vacation home or whatever. That's not your problem. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever address is on that credit card right there. That's where, uh, whatever their home address is, that's where you need to ship that to, uh, because that's where people get their bills and, and, and pay their credit card payments and stuff. The too. sad, the sad fact of the matter is Sean, it's, uh, just like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, I'm, I'm living in, uh, the winter months. I'm living down here in Arizona and my credit cards are billed to, uh, to Indiana but we get stuff purchased through Amazon and wherever else we get them and get them dropped delivered here in Arizona all the time. So what do we do about that as auction companies? You know, it's, I'd, I'd say for every bad one, again, there's a couple hundred uh, good ones that are being uh, punished by us not allowing to ship to their secondary location and i don't i don't have a solution for that well there's some other things so here's a couple of things that you can do and number one is if i went into um i can't think of the name of the county where we have houses out there in arizona right now but uh is maricopa maricopa county if i go into the parcel database and look the address up you're wanting me to ship to it will show jimmy dean coffee as the owner of that property so there you, go. you can, in those one-off cases where somebody's pleading with you and said, listen, I'm not going to be back home. I'm not going to be back in Minnesota for four months. I'm a snowbird. You know, could you please ship this to Florida or ship it to Arizona or whatever? I say, well, give me your physical address down there and we'll do some research and I'll get back with you. But until mm-hmm. we are um, confident that you are a real person that also owns that property. I mean, if that property is registered to some other uh, person down there, then no. The answer is no. We we will not ship to that address because that's not what you registered with. That's probably a good plan, Sean. Just do a little bit of uh, secondary homework on your own part. Well, the good news is, Jimmy, you don't get with those buyers. You don't get those requests very often. So it's because most people say, oh, crap, we're busy. You know, I don't have the time for that. This is this is this will be less than one percent of your customers that would ask for a special exception like that. The vast majority of them are going to want you to ship to their home address or physical address. That's right. A lot of good exactly stuff, right. man. We've talked about a lot of great yeah. stuff on here. That's uh, we're at about forty-two minutes, so I guess um, that's that's probably a long enough show. We even ran Trina out of here. Ran her out. Ran, ran her, her out. Off. Ran her out on a rail. <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate you, my friend. I appreciate you getting on here. We'll do more of these. We'll be talking more about uh, hot topics. In the auction business, there's lots and lots of experience inside of uh, the company that we work with, all of the auctioneers that we've met over the years and are affiliated with, and uh, real estate auctions and anything to do with kind of that industry out there seems to be a pretty pretty good uh, session for us in here to talk about something along those lines. We we get a lot of positive responses from that. So, Jimmy, thank you. I appreciate you joining us and and, uh, being on the podcast show and Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. I look forward to talking to you next time inside the sale ring.
Thank you for joining us for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside The Sale Ring.